Welcome to Grain Talk, a podcast by Grain Farmers of Ontario. I'm Rachel Telford. And I'm Megan Wright. The Grain Talk podcast can be found on Apple iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite platform. In this episode of Grain Talk, we will speak with Crosby Devitt the new Chief Executive Officer here at Grain Farmers of Ontario. He will talk about the leadership transition, his vision for the future of our organization, and what Grain Farmers of Ontario is doing during the COVID-19 pandemic. First, a Grain Talk News update. As global reaction to the COVID-19 pandemic continues to unfold, we want to ensure our farmer members know the work we are doing on their behalf. Grain Farmers of Ontario is working in collaboration with provincial and federal agriculture groups to reach out to all levels of government. It is imperative that we reach out quickly with defined asks and recommendations to ensure the proper support for farmers and agribusinesses. For members looking to help, we encourage you to speak with your local, municipal, provincial, and federal representatives to ensure our asks are clear and consistent. A few things you can center your discussions on include the fact that farmers play a vital role in a secure and stable food supply and economy, continuity in food production is essential in Ontario, to avoid food shortages and ensure food security, and farmers need to know governments will support them as they risk their financial, physical, and mental health during this pandemic in order to grow food for Canadians. Grain Farmers of Ontario is asking the government for a fully funded RMP program at 100% with the cap removed, an immediate injection of at least 5% of a farmer's 2018 allowable net sales into agri-invest accounts, an increase to agri-stability to 85% for 2019 to 2020 and remove reference margin limiting, and protection of the supply chain from seed to inputs to processing to parts and repairs to retail and exports. We're also asking our farmer members to connect with us and share any supply chain issues they have faced as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Real stories help us inform government on where to focus their efforts. Please email your stories to members at gfo.ca. With the continuing spread of COVID-19, people are concerned about the food supply. People are unexpectedly in need of help. Grain farmers have always been at the foundation of the food supply in Ontario, and this is an opportunity to show that we are committed to always supporting our communities and the food system. Many Ontarians are, or will be, unexpectedly unemployed and will need help supporting their families. This may add an unforeseen burden to our food banks. Grain Farmers of Ontario has donated $100,000 to Feed Ontario, the centralized body for Ontario food banks. Feed Ontario has created the Feed Ontario COVID-19 Emergency Food Box Program to help all food banks in Ontario during this crisis. Food boxes will be distributed in communities across the province with a particular focus on the districts where Grain Farmers of Ontario members live and work. The box will contain $100 worth of food, including pasta, cereal, crackers, fruits and vegetables, canned protein, peanut butter, rice, soup, and juice. Through Feed Ontario's ability to leverage funding, our donation will provide $333,000 worth of food to about 225,000 people. Our 2020 Grain Talk webinar series will be kicking off next week. This year, webinars will be pre-recorded and available on our website anytime. For our first webinar, we hear from Omafra Cereal Specialist Joanna Follings about winter wheat fertilization strategies for the spring. Keep an eye out next week on the Grain Talk section of our website for the webinar. And now, here's my conversation with Crosby Devitt. 
As of April 1st, Grain Farmers of Ontario now has a new Chief Executive Officer. Crosby Devitt is that new CEO, and he joins us on the Green Talk podcast this week. Welcome to the podcast, Crosby. Good morning, Rachel. Let's start our conversation today getting to know you a little bit better, Crosby. You certainly aren't a stranger to the Board of Directors and the staff at Green Farmers of Ontario. You've been our Vice President of Strategic Development for the past several years. But for those farmer members and industry associates who maybe don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thanks, Rachel. Yeah, certainly I'm familiar with Grain Farmers of Ontario through working for a number of years. Um, But uh, in terms of my background, I grew up on a mixed uh, grain farm in Bruce County near the small village of Ripley. Um, And uh, yeah, I always kind of grew up uh, with farming and around farming and uh, developed passion for it as a as a young person and uh, pursued agriculture at the University of Guelph after high school and uh, did a Bachelor of Science in Agriculture, uh, graduated that in 97, and then uh, carried right on and did a Master's of Science at Guelph as well um, in the area of uh, livestock breeding and genetics, um, finished that in 2000. So how did you go from doing a master's in livestock to focusing on grain? Yeah, so it's kind of interesting when you think about careers, um, I think it's for most people, it's impossible to really lay out an exact career path. And uh, for myself, I've always been, I knew agriculture was where I would work, um, but certainly in terms of the specifics, you'd never really know. And so really, um, after graduating university, I worked in, in the cattle side of things for about five years, and then an opportunity came up which with what was then the Ontario Wheat Producers to uh, become their research manager. And so uh, switched over to the grains at that point. And I guess you could say I never really looked back. You were with Grain Farmers of Ontario um, after the merger happened. And then you went to the Canadian Sea Trade Association and, and sort of took a, some time away from grain farmers. Can you tell us about your, your time away? Yeah, so in 2015, I uh, had the opportunity to uh, move over to the Canadian Sea Trade Association as their executive director and uh, was there for a couple of years. And it was a really good experience. Um, you know, the CSTA uh, represents seed companies from across uh, Canada. So it was a national organization, um, a lot of international work. So was exposed to a lot of the uh, trade of seed around the world and helping keep markets open for that. Um, and so really the seed industry uh, exists to uh, serve farmers. And so while I was working in the industry side, still had that farmer connection. Um, and it was a great experience. Uh, it's a great industry, a lot of you know, really strong companies and members of that organization that uh, um, that really helped, um, you know, broaden experience. And then when I came back to GFO, kind of carried that with me. And uh, it, was a, it was a really positive experience. When we talk about experience outside of grain farmers as well, you're a Nuffield scholar. Can you tell us a little bit about your study project that you did for that and how that sort of uh, built into your career? In 2012, I uh, had the opportunity to uh, do a Nuffield Scholarship, so I was uh, selected as a Canadian Nuffield Scholar, and uh, just an absolutely amazing opportunity um, to be part of that organization. And, and what that allowed me to do um, through that scholarship was to travel uh, essentially around the world with a group of farmers. Uh, we went to eight countries in about six weeks, uh, learning about agriculture, ag business, meeting with government. Um, getting on all sorts of different farms and learning about those issues. 
um, and the things that they're doing and the innovation that's happening around the world in, in farming. Um, but the other part of that scholarship is an independent research project. And so I was able to spend some time in, uh, in Australia and as well as the UK and really investigating how farm organizations in other parts of the world uh, play a, a role in, in leading their industry, uh, specifically looking at research partnerships. And so found that uh, or farm organizations like GFO uh, around the world play a significant role in identifying, leading, instigating research to help farmers and uh, putting partnerships together with government, farm groups, as well as the uh, private industry. And so that project was uh, a really interesting way to be able to, you know, learn about it, but also bring some ideas home and, uh, and try to build some of those into the work that GFO was doing. And during your time with Green Farmers, you've been uh, manager of research and, and innovation. And at one time, it was also market development in, in that area as well. Um, what do you think with those experiences in terms of having a handle on some of the important issues that our farmer members face, um, how does that give you a, an important background? It's helpful to understand all sides of an organization, uh, you know, coming in, you know, it's a, it's a new role for me, um, but the organization is in good, in good shape, well organized. We've got, uh, you know, strong leadership in all of our, our um, departments within the staff but also a board that's engaged and, and uh, you know, really operating well. And so, you know, that really helps somebody like me coming into the role that we've got all those supports, we're operating strongly um, because anytime there's a change, you know, there's a tra transition time change, it's sometimes difficult. And so having things in place uh, and running effectively is, is really positive. So why did you want to be the CEO at Green Farmers of Ontario? Yeah, good question. So I think for myself, um, kind of coming back to that comment that you don't always uh, design your career from the start, it evolves. And uh, myself, I'm always an, interested in uh, taking on new challenges, um, really found, you know, my personal interests, my, uh, the organization's interests align um, love working for farmers with farmers looking at bigger picture issues as well as uh, short-term issues and, and helping farmers be more successful so that always drives me so the opportunity to be the ceo is just that you know i guess building that opportunity and working with our board of directors and farmer members you know having you know strong member engagement is important and uh, GFO has that, and I think we can continue to build on that to make it even stronger. Now, Marcus Hurl, the chair, the chair of our board of directors, uh, was involved, obviously, in selecting you as CEO. And, and he mentioned uh, on our podcast last time that one of the reasons why you were selected to be our CEO is because you had a defined vision for Green Farmers of Ontario. Yes. Can you define for us what that vision is or, or share with us some of your thoughts on the direction? Yes, I think, you know, you just have to go back to GFO's vision statement is to help grain farmers in Ontario become global leaders. And I think, you know, that, you know, that's the big picture driver. Um, and as an organization, we can help play a role there. We exist because of our 28,000 members and our only, you know, our role is to serve their needs, evolve our business and our work as their businesses change. And 
in terms of an organization, what I like about it is we're, you know, we're structured to be efficient, responsive. Um, we've got key areas that we know we're going to be um, working in, but within those areas, they evolve. And so, you know, I guess in terms of a vision, it's it's important to be responsive to the needs of our farmer members. So whether it's research, we've got, you know, great things going on now, always looking ahead. How do you be a step ahead and anticipating some of the things coming along and where we get involved? Market development, um, both here domestically, uh, marketing grain, but also developing markets and maintaining key markets internationally. Uh, we've come a long way in public outreach and talking to consumers about grain, and I think there's a long way we can go, but we've got a good foundation there. Um, Every day we learn more and we find innovative ways to do that. And then the other area is working with government. And so, you know, I think as an organization and and myself, grain farmers need to and, and government need to see each other as partners. We're in this together. There's some things that, um, you know, from a business side, farmers can control. There's a lot we can't control. And we're providing an essential service, uh, essential products to the Canadian public, to the world. And some of the risks that farmers take on, almost just taking it for granted, is incredible. And so having that partnership, um, whether it's business risk management programs or other ways that we can work together and get outcomes we're both looking for, is absolutely critical going forward. Have you set yourself any goals or specific expectations that you have of yourself for your first year? Sure. So I guess, uh, you know, immediately um, the goal is to have a smooth transition, right? Anytime there's a change, uh, you know, there's potential for, you know, disruption. And uh, we, you know, given the point in time we are in global history and the events around us right now, um, you know, nobody can afford that. So immediate smooth transition that the, the organization doesn't miss a beat. We're responding to the needs of our members and, and, and others just like we would the day before I started and that carries on. Um, you know, there's, you know, if we look out a little bit longer, um, our organization has a strategic plan and that will be something we'll be looking at over the next few months um, when the timing is right to look at that and, and potentially refine that and and it's a healthy part of the process of an organization every you know three or four years that that's looked at so uh, but certainly in terms of looking at it today um, we're well aligned to that um, and wouldn't expect to see a major pivot away from certain key goals or anything but always important to look at that and uh, ensure we're we're responsive and, and meeting the needs. Now, I guess it's never really a perfect time to do a transition, especially a major one like the change of CEO. But, um, you know, we're right in the middle of a global pandemic with COVID-19. And so that's extra challenges for you to be stepping into this role at this time. Yes. Um, can you give us an update on sort of what's happening right now with Grain Farmers of Ontario and, and sort of, you know, how that's uh, building into your, your leadership as you, you start off in this position? Yeah, so uh yeah, a bit of an understatement that we're at an interesting time here. I mean, and and uh not trying to make light of, you know, the situation we're in in the world here. Like it's uh it's it's very serious. I mean, I think, you know, first and foremost, the 
you know, what we're looking out for is health and safety of our staff, members, farmers, um, and everybody in, involved in the agribusiness. So, you know, that's driving us now. Um, there's a couple things that are happening right now. So, you know, in the re recent days, uh, farmers and agriculture has been deemed essential service. I think we all knew that, but having that formal recognition allows uh, food production to continue throughout the crisis. Um, that pre presents some challenges and uh, everything from, you know, new protocols and processes for farmers and agribusiness in terms of minimizing distance and so on. So we've been working on those types of things. Um, but in the near term, um, the challenges are potential real supply chain disruption. You know, we're a, we're a month away from prime corn planting season in, in the province of Ontario. And uh, in a regular year, everything has to just run smoothly forever for farmers to get the crop in on time. And so we know there will be challenges this year. And so we're, we're bringing that forward. Uh, we're having discussions, you know, with the industry and uh, everybody involved um, to see are there things that can be put in place, get product into farmers' hands quicker than normally, um, but also with government because um, the crop has to go in the ground or we can't harvest the crop this fall. And, uh, um, you know, we're just hoping and trying to, you know, ensure that everything that can be done to protect workers, uh, whether they're farmers or those serving farmers in the spring, um, stay healthy um, because that's, um, you know, talk about critical infrastructure. Our people uh, need to be operating. And uh, so there's that, but also the the whole risk uh, of farming and, and producing grain has increased in the last few weeks. Uh, there's so much unknowns about our markets. Um, you know, there's some distortion happening with, you know, demand being down for gasoline and the ethanol business, for example. Um, there's challenges in the meat side. And uh, so everywhere we go, there's some challenges. We have to work together. Uh, we have to work through these. Um, and I mentioned government before, but we, we have to view each other as, as partners on this um, because it's in everybody's interest. Farmers are needed more now than ever in this world. We don't know how long this issue with COVID-19 is going to last, but once we're through this, do you have sort of some particular issues that you want to focus on either for grain farmers or the grain industry that you think we need to make a priority or, or are they just going to come out of what's happened with this pandemic? Like you mentioned, relationship with government and transportation. Yeah. So that's a good point. I think that, um, you know, we will get through this. We have to. It's going to work its through. Um, but things will have changed, some permanently, some temporary. And so the core work of grain farmers and, you know, I talked about, you know, research, market development, uh, working with government, building public trust, those remain. Um, and they remain uh, focused throughout the crisis. Um, it may change a few things, but fundamentally, um, those remain in terms of being a strong industry and having, you know, productive, efficient uh, farmers and farm businesses. So fundamentally, that won't change. But, you know, throughout this crisis, I think there's more attention and discussion on food security. We've seen shelves in grocery stores without certain food products on them. 
um, which we've never seen before in most of our lifetimes. And, you know, that changes a bit of the thinking of the general public about food and, and perhaps gets them thinking about where does that actual food come from and uh, how do we, as a society, make sure that the farmers that are growing that food um, have what they need and the confidence to go ahead and keep that so uh, we don't have bare shelves uh, down the road. You mentioned, obviously, that COVID-19 is sort of changing the way that we have to do things. One of the things, obviously, that uh, happened was the, the forced cancellation of our March Classic. And that was disappointing because we were going to be celebrating 10 years of Green Farmers of Ontario, which is a really big milestone. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm wondering if maybe we can shift gears a bit and talk about what you have seen over the past 10 years with Grain Farmers of Ontario and, and being involved in the organization throughout most of its history, um, and sort of what impact do you feel that Grain Farmers of Ontario has had, either here in Ontario or across the country or, or even globally? Yeah, that's a good point. It was uh, certainly a disappointment, uh, but there was really, you know, when it came down to it, you know, given circumstances, no no choice but to, to call the event off. But uh, yeah, so GFO uh, is 10 years old this year and we're, we're kind of celebrating the the 10-year milestone in a, in a big way. And so, you know, the organization was built on a strong foundation of the, you know, corn, soy, wheat groups, um, but has evolved significantly over time. And so a couple areas that, you know, I would say um, we've seen some major changes in, in is uh, one I just highlight on the research side. So having multiple crops and now, you know, barley and oats. So having five crops has allowed much better coordination of research, uh, some collaborations across Canada, but also international in some areas. Um, having more resources together has, has allowed, uh, allowed, you know, as an organization, not just in research, but you can have uh, greater expertise in program areas. And so that's really positive to be able to have those resources as an organization. Um, looking at markets and, and international markets, you know, setting aside the, uh, the COVID-19 issue right now, um, you know, leading up to that, we've seen increasing protectionism and challenges in international markets. And so GFO has stepped up and, and uh, really taken part in a lot of international work that, uh, you know, maybe a provincial organization in the past may not have seen as their role, but, uh, but stepped up been part of um, international delegations um, to many markets for Ontario grain to try to build on our reputation, keep those markets open. And, uh, and certainly that'll continue. And then I think, you know, one other thing, there's probably a few others, but looking at government, um, you know, having a, you know, a, a stronger coordinated voice to government is always important. And uh, that's something that, you know, the leadership of GFO over the last 10 years has been able to cultivate that and uh, certainly um, have that strong, solid voice when we're talking about to government about about various issues. Do you think that now more than ever, it's important to have that strong voice with government? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's no question. I think, uh, you know, government is... Um, on a few areas, you know, farming is very regulated in terms of the certain types of things we can do or can't do on farms. Um, and those regulations come from government. And so it's important that, you know, GFO is, uh, is present and talking to them about what will help, uh, you know, protect food safety, uh, worker safety, et cetera, 
the environment in a practical way that farmers can do it. And so that, you know, that's a critical area for GFO and um, to be, be part of those discussions towards government. Um, but also I mentioned earlier, business risk management, for example, you know, is really a partnership uh, between farmers and government and the general public to ensure we have high quality food on the table of every Canadian. That's, that's the ultimate goal. And the, that farming is a massive economic driver in the country and in this province. And so ensuring that when we go through hiccups or crises, that we don't lose uh, equity, we don't lose the processing capacity or the farming um, productivity um, while we weather storms to get out to the other the other side of them. The other thing that uh, we want to talk about when we referenced the past 10 years of Grain Farmers of Ontario was our past CEO, Barry Santh. And I know that we had a, a staff lunch where we all got to make some comments about Barry and, and his leadership. Um, but with the March Classic being cancelled, we don't have that wider stage to sort of acknowledge Barry's leadership. Did you have any thoughts that you want to share about Barry here on our podcast? Yes, thanks, Rachel. Yeah, certainly, uh, you know, the plan is that the, there'll be another way to recognize Barry's contribution, you know, at a, at a, at a future meeting, um, once we can, get, once people can get together. But, uh, you know, certainly, I look at, you know, working with Barry over the last 10 years, um, you know, the perfect leader at the right time for an organization like GFO um, came from outside of outside of Ontario, to a new organization that needed needed a strong leader to pull everything together, um, and uh, certainly, I think anybody looking at GFO could see that as 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 success and uh, and an organization that's in in great hands. Um, I think from a you know working alongside uh, Barry for a number of years on the staff side, Barry's got a you know he's a personable uh, individual. He he genuinely cares about every staff member and uh, what's going on in their work life and their personal life and uh, ensuring that we ha have a strong, you know, engaged team that can also have some fun along the way. And uh, so that really appreciated his approach to that. Um, and certainly I think he's set GFO up for success in the future here. Now, with you taking on the role as CEO, that obviously means that we have a new vacancy for a vice president of strategic development. Yes. Are there any plans in place to fill this role? I know it's kind of up in the air with COVID-19, but what's, what's sort of the strategy for that? Yeah, certainly uh, we'll be getting started on that process, you know, very soon. Um, just, you know, we're you know, basically this is the transition week in terms of uh, coming into the role. Um, but yeah, basically we'll be uh, we'll be looking to. Uh, to fill a vacant uh, position, you know, very soon. Is there, I guess, any message or any sort of uh, comments that you want to give to staff or the board of directors and our farmer members as you begin into this new role as CEO? Probably given the time we're in right now, um, it's a challenge for everybody. It's, uh, I know we all watch the news and you can't avoid, there, it seems like there's nothing else going on in the world right now than uh, COVID-19 and to, to some degree that's that's true. Um, so I guess overall, you know, we, you know, the health and safety of, of our staff, our members, Canadians, that's, that's key, right? We, we, that's where we're focusing. Um, but as an organization, how can we do that? And that means, you know, looking out for farmer member issues and, you know, of course, our staff making sure that they're equipped and, uh, 
and uh, have all the tools they need to stay safe and productive. Um, you know, we know the disruption in all of our work is serious, uh, the disease is serious, but we will come out on the other side of this and we'll be successful. And, uh, you know, I think coming back to the fact that there's that greater recognition of how important uh, the agriculture sector is to to Canadians, economic driver, but also putting food on the table is uh, is something that I think will permanently uh, come out of this in the minds of minds of everybody and what we need to do now is uh is put everything in place that we can to help weather this storm even though every day is a little bit more uncertain um there are some things that we know we can do and and uh and be responsive as they as they change well, thank you for taking the time to have our conversation today on the grain talk podcast we look forward to hearing more from you uh throughout your time as ceo thanks rachel appreciate it Thank you for listening to our Grain Talk podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. For more ways to connect with us, including the latest webinar, market report, and our e-newsletter, go to gfo.ca slash grain talk. A special thank you to our guest this week, Crosby Devitt. If you like what you've heard today, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And remember, five-star reviews help us grow our audience.